1: You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy Odd, along with Charles Hanagriff. it is Wednesday. It is Super Regional Week in college baseball. So, small profit for us uh, last week. We were able to get one dog in Southern Miss uh, to win their regional and uh, kind of split out on the others. But uh, still, uh, Charlie, right off the bat, though. Man, a lot of big, uh, big chalk went down in this. We had we took two four seeds win the first two games to be in a spot where they had two games to win one. One of those advanced, or Roberts with no problem. Penn got beat uh, down in Auburn twice, but still there was some big chalk uh, that went down uh, this past weekend. Yeah, you
0: don't expect to see Arkansas get blasted out of their own stadium uh, the way they did uh, as one of the best teams in the country all season long and, and two of the best left-handers up at the top of rotation that you'll see. Uh, and Vanderbilt had just won the, the Southeastern Conference Tournament, which would be, you know, considered a tougher draw than any regional uh, or, or super regional uh, pairing. And they had won that. And they, uh, you know, I think we were talking about how teams had lost emotional games, uh, Vanderbilt, uh, Clemson certainly to, to Tennessee, which we knew would be a great game, but the manner in which Clemson lost it, they went from the hottest team in the country to out of the tournament in about 14 hours, so yeah, we saw some big, big
1: upsets over, over weekend one. Uh, it was, uh, and, and you know, maybe that's a good thing with more parity, but uh, one one where we didn't see a, a form certainly held uh, in Winston-Salem, the number one overall seed, deservingly so Uh, Again, they have not made the trip to uh, Omaha since 1955 when they actually won it. It's a long time ago, uh, by the way. Yeah, 68 years. But uh, the thing is, um, I still think there's some value elsewhere to win it all with Wake Forest plus 250. Anybody who bets on college sports knows about the emotional ups and downs. But you go from the college on-campus stadiums to Charles Schwab with, you know, the – The lights are bigger. The stage is bigger. We've seen, I mean, top five picks act like they had never been on the field. We've acted guys that have hit 220 for the whole season, uh, be, you know, on the all-tournament team in a college world. So it's crazy the variance how some some, uh, college players will lift their game and some will really go down. I'm just thinking that Wake Forest history tells me your first trip there for this program, basically in modern times, is going to be too tough. You also take into effect that Stanford, Texas, that's who they would play in the first round. That's a tough draw. Texas was outstanding uh, down in Coral Gables, and Stanford is a national seed. So they've got a tough game if they advance to Omaha. Have you found some value uh, in some of the other teams that we're looking at to win it all?
0: Yeah, and I'm going to start right there with, with Texas, uh, Jimmy. You know, they're going for their third straight trip to Omaha. Both uh, Stanford and Texas have been to Omaha the last two seasons. Uh, so this is three straight super regionals for a, a big core of this team. You know, we're not wild about, you know, historical references unless they're with the team. They're still with the team. So, um They've got, uh, you know, three appearances in a Super Regional. And David Pierce um, is going for his third trip to Omaha, has made three trips to Omaha in his last four full seasons. So this is an experienced team. It's an experienced coaching staff. Um, Their last four regionals under Pierce, they're 12-0. So they know a little bit about postseason success. But the biggest, and and I love all of that about Texas, but the biggest reason I like it is the double aces at the top, Lucas Gordon and LeBaron Johnson. You know, LeBaron Johnson, uh, who has been running in a two-hole for them most of the season, Jimmy, and is considered to be a high draft pick. Um, A complete game, one earned run against Miami on the road in Coral Gables in the marble game. It doesn't get any more pressure-packed than that. Both of these guys have ERAs in the mid-twos. They're both better than a strikeout and inning. You give me Texas' experience, Those two ones at the top of the rotation and plus 1,700. I love that bet. Uh,
1: uh, That's my pick as well. Uh, That's the only one I have circled. I mean, it just sticks out to me like crazy. We watched the game where Johnson pitched a marble game. That's a marble game. That's a winner's bracket game. It's the most important game of the four-game regional format. And he, look, first of all, when you look at him, he is a physical specimen. I mean, he is big, strong-looking, and he had it working in that environment he was fantastic. I mean, that was – the Miami uh, Bats just had nothing uh, for him on a Saturday nights. So Texas at 17-1. I, I agree. Now, the one that I had at 8-1 to one last week before the regional play, it's plus 550 now. Uh, they had to come out of the loser's bracket and win three straight, but they did. Uh, and so, uh, and so uh, Texas uh, – against Texas Tech. But Florida is now plus 550.
0: Florida's uh, coming out of the loser's bracket. It, I think what makes them dangerous, Jimmy, is they're, they're one of the teams in this field that is not going to ride one or two hot pitchers. Their rotation of Sprout, Waldrop, and Caglione threw 21 innings in the regional and only gave up four earned runs. But the next two pitchers, Cade Fisher and Ryan Slater, threw 12 innings between them. That's five starters that threw 31 innings to an ERA of about one and a half in five games at the Gainesville Regional. So, not not only is Florida uh, a capable of front running, they're capable of coming out of the losers' bracket. And there's not a there's not a ton of teams that have that kind of pitching depth. Um, they they lost a series in South Carolina. We'll get to to that when we talk about the the individual matchups. But they only lost two series the entire season. One of them in Columbia, and the other one, in you know, a one-run game to Texas A&M on the final in the rubber game. So they have done almost nothing but win, and when they face some adversity, they bounce back strong, and obviously this is an experienced club as well. Plus five fifty uh, is not a bad price uh, for Florida right now still.
1: All right, and the team that probably elevated their stock, I don't think there's any doubt about it, but... Uh, you know, played at a level much higher than any people anybody thought. Now, we talked about them last week. We talked about them in the regional. They could be a live dog up in the Fayetteville uh, regional. Never did we expect to just demolish uh, the uh, homestanding frogs. And look, talking about resting pitchers, you know, the 1-4 the matchup in the first game of the regional. Um, most people did. Uh, Arkansas – Man, if Van Horn, you can't do it anymore. He had his ace, and he had his ace reliever who can go extended minutes. I mean, he had it all, and it's it's ten nothing like in a second inning with the two grand slams. It was unbelievable. Now TCU, not only that, they get the 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 luck of that Indiana State's got a prior engagement. They've never hosted before, so they didn't anticipate hosting super regional for the team that they were matched up with. So now the TCU hosts. Not only that, but TCU, should they advance to Omaha, would play Oregon. That's kind of a, a light draw, uh, to say the least, on that bracket with Florida, Virginia, and Duke as well. Frogs, uh, things are set up for them. And Kirk Sarloose, the former uh, Cal State Fullerton pitcher, has done a, boy, he's, his team is red hot right now.
0: Fifteen and one since the beginning of May, Jimmy, and they're averaging nine and a half runs a game in those uh, in those contests. The Big Twelve tournament, they were twelve runs a game. They scored forty-four runs in three games in Arkansas. Nobody goes into Baum Stadium and beats the Hogs like that. I, I was blown away. They got Hagen Smith out in the second inning he threw one full inning and gave up eight earned runs jimmy he's projected as a top 10 overall pick in the 24 draft and we saw him twice against lsu uh, and arkansas won both of those games so he has pitched against high caliber competition and tcu just they turned him inside out here's something else about tcu they have not allowed more than five runs in any of these postseason games either at the big 12 tournament or in Fayetteville so the offense is getting all of the you know the attention and I understand why but kind of quietly they've also pitched really well in the postseason
1: all right uh, so that's your three picks I love Texas uh, at 17 to 1 and I'll take some TCU at 10 to 1 this line is moving it was 12 to 14 to 1 at Bet Rivers yesterday Variant's woke up and was, damn it's down to 10 to 1 so everything hot team luck of the draw gets to host as a number 2 seed now and um and matched up with the Oregon Regional should they go uh to Omaha look at the regional prices and um LSU is the biggest favorite at minus 220 against Kentucky Virginia Tigers are kind of finding a little bit more pitching depth with it was it was really brutal at one point the last series of the season LSU blew a nine-run lead. Nine-run lead. Late against one of the worst teams in the league at home, Mississippi State. Virginia's 190 over Duke. Oregon, 145 over Oral Roberts. These are all right now at Bet Rivers. TCU at home now uh, over the – now, the funny thing is, Indiana State will be the home team the first game, minus 165. Florida, that rematch where they were swept in Columbia, well, South Carolina was playing at much higher level, although South Carolina took care of business easily in the Columbia Regional. Florida minus one thirty nine against South Carolina. Tennessee on the road. The committee decides that Southern Miss will host. A little bit of a surprise there. So that's a great environment. Pete Taylor Park down in Hattiesburg. Coach making his last. uh, He's coaching his last game. Maybe. We'll see. But uh, Southern Miss, sort of a sentimental favorite there. Tennessee was impressive in the Clemson Regional, minus 141. And Texas, Stanford, Stanford minus 117 against Texas. Stanford had to come out of the loser's bracket and beat Texas A&M uh, twice. Of the regional series, the series prices, um, uh, uh, Charlie, which ones do you like?
0: Well, I like Florida. And, you know, in addition to all of the pitching stuff that we talked about, listen, South Carolina breezed through their regional – but I'm not sure that they didn't get, you know, a little bit of a favorable draw. They beat Central Connecticut 19 to 1 in the first game. The second game was a hard-fought game against NC State that they won 6 to 3. And then they beat a Campbell team on uh, in the final game that was just flat out of pitching and scored sixteen runs there. They're swinging it well, but I don't think it was the toughest regional that they could have found. I was very curious to see what Will Sanders would do. Uh, South Carolina's ace, who had been out for a month, came back to pitch in this regional. He pitched twice in relief, but not in any pressure situations. Jimmy, they were up big both times they brought him in. He did throw four shutout innings, uh, but with South Carolina. Carolina way, way out in front. I That series in Columbia was a long time ago. Like I said, Florida's won every series except that one and one other. Uh, I think the Gators at minus 139 uh, are a good play at home. Uh, I know it. Uh, it's, a, it's a conference matchup, and you got to give South Carolina a good chance here, but I think the Gators too tough uh, at, at home with that pitching staff.
1: All right, uh, other wins. Uh, Charlie, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going with te- Texas. I mean, they yes. respond really Taking the old Miss script from last year, do not win a game in their conference tournament. They get sent to Coral Gables. They blow through the Coral Gables regional, and here they go. They uh, they're hot. We talked about them before, but uh, you know, basically even money against Stanford. I think this is a is a better team. Uh, simply put.
0: No, I, I like it. And Stanford, uh, like Texas, has a lot of postseason experience. They've been to the last two College World Series. But the um, the game against Cal State Fullerton, uh, you know, very hard-fought game. They get out of that one and then they, they get through uh, with, with the two against AM. and m But they're, they're going to have to be... Uh, they're going to have to beat Gordon uh, or Johnson and one other guy. And, you know, Johnson, nine innings against Miami. Wow, what an impressive deal. I, I think for Texas, this is a very, very good spot. I, I like them. Minus 105 in the regional uh, for for sure. And I, I think the TCU bet, it, it's, it's minus 165. That's a healthy price. But, Jimmy, I think that the you know, the emotional letdown of Indiana State having to travel. And listen, nobody was going to tell you back in February or whenever they scheduled this other event on the campus that Indiana State was going to host a Super Regional. Uh, But I think TCU gets a little bit of a jolt from that. Uh, I've seen LSU teams in the past that got a home uh, Super Regional when they weren't a top-eight seed and really ride that momentum. So even at minus 165, I like TCU. And I'll give you um, what I think is a live dog Uh, up in Charlottesville. Duke at plus 155, I think, is worth a look here. Um, They won two out of three in Charlottesville at the end of April. It wasn't all that long ago. Duke's using an interesting strategy this year. They're basically using the Tampa Bay Rays strategy of openers. The average length of start for Duke is just a little over three innings. They used nine different pitchers in the regional down at Coastal. They had to play the extra game and their ERA in the four games, which is a notoriously strong hitter's park at Coastal, um, it was 3.60 with a 4-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. For the season, Jimmy, uh, their ERA of 4.09 is in the top 10 nationally. So Duke is not at all reliant on one or two dominant pitchers. They've got a deep, deep staff, and so I, I give them a plus-155 as an attractive price uh, for a conference matchup and a team that's got as much pitching as Duke. I think the Blue Devils are worth a look here.
1: Oh, man, in a, a clinching game on Monday for them to shut down that lineup at that place in Coastal Carolina. Coastal didn't score until the ninth inning. I mean it was it was really impressive. And man, you know, they've got sort of these stories right now. The kid the you know, the kid with the torn ACL. Well, what do you need to do when you got a torn ACL? You can't really run the bases? Hit it over the fence. And so he's hitting it <laughs> over the fence a lot. And it is uh, it's just man, they, they, they they've got something going and they will not be they won't be phased going into Charlottesville, where they're uh, where they're very uh, comfortable. All right, the individual games. Now we got seven, of course, because no no lines on Alabama. We'll get to that in just a second, but uh, a lot of them. So. Uh, Virginia, 165 over Duke. TCU, 145 over Indiana State. Florida, 145 over South Carolina. Oregon, 140 over TCU. Those are the Friday games, Saturday games. These are projected lines, by the way, projected lines. LSU is the biggest choice, 230 at Kentucky. Tennessee, 130 against Southern Miss. Stanford is a favorite over Texas. That line is wait till it comes out of Bet Rivers and get on the Texas Longhorns. But uh, the first thing is, LSU is by far the biggest price. This goes to do, it has to do with Paul Skeens. Now you wonder how good Skeens has been. You know, as far as he threw a complete game shutout against Tulane. We both disagree about using him up against a 19 and 42 team uh, in that spot. Not saving him for the marble game, but Jay Johnson's Tigers get out of it anyway. This time it's you can't blow this one. Uh, you pitch him in first or second game. And here we go. Kentucky did play a little bit with the rotation. Gamesmanship or smart strategy by the Kentucky coach. They may do that again and not throw their ace in this one. Kentucky did show some pitching depth against uh, Indiana. I'm coming back out of the loser's bracket. But Skeens is a real story here. Why that's why uh, that's right. He's so good. The Alabama coach bet against his team because this guy was throwing. Okay. He gave up a half a million dollar gig uh, to do it. So your thoughts on the individual games.
0: So Skeens is is worth this price, obviously. And I, I, Jay Johnson is not going to say anything about who his starting pitch is going to be until he absolutely has to. But uh, we, you know, we figured this will be Skeens on what will be eight days rest. The first game against Kentucky, Jimmy, was a Thursday night game. Kentucky pitched uh, one of the lighter pitch guys out of their bullpen. If you just look at the box score, Skeens ends up giving up four and runs to Kentucky. But uh, it was an 11-run lead after, I think, the third inning in that Thursday night game. So uh, he was basically uh, you know, throwing it over, saying, you know go ahead, do what you need to do. Uh, so he was dominant in that that game, um, we, we all like the uh, the, the stat. Uh, you know, the old Bull Durham. The last five pitches he threw were faster than the first five. Against Tulane, uh, the 124th pitch that this guy threw was 101. So he has shown no signs of, you know, tiring or fatigue. Throw that, stat, uh, that start out in the, uh, the SEC tournament, that was, you know, basically a glorified workout for him. And he's hard to go against. Uh, I, I know it's a big price here, but LSU at home, uh, this guy's, delivery is so easy that you don't figure him to get fatigued. It's going to be an afternoon game in Baton Rouge. It's going to be sweltering heat, uh, but Skeens is built for this. So LSU is hard to go against with Paul Skeens on the mound. Uh,
1: Who else, Charlie, uh, of those games that you like?
0: I love Tennessee in game one against Southern Miss. Jimmy, if they stay true to form, they're going to throw Ryan Lindsay. He's been throwing Friday nights since about the beginning of April. Now, Chase Dolander is the Saturday guy, the, the number two guy, uh, you know, it's going to be a top 10 pick in this year's draft. But if you look at SEC stats in SEC starts, Andrew Lindsay has an ERA at 296. Chase Dolander has an ERA of 5.05. So, you know, he threw seven innings of one run baseball, 10 strikeouts and a walk in the regional against Charlotte. Um, I think he's fantastic, and I think it's unlikely that he'll face Tanner Hall for Southern Miss because Southern Southern Miss had, had to bring him back on Monday. He threw 153 pitches total in the regional. I think they've got to give him an extra day of rest. The next two best options for Southern Miss have ERAs. Two full runs higher than Tanner Hall. I think the pitching matchup greatly favors Tennessee here. I know the emotion will be with Southern Miss, but on the mound, this favors the Vols at what we're saying. We're projecting minus one thirty. I think Tennessee's got great value here.
1: Yeah, Tennessee uh, it does it does not have their pitching compromise at all. Hall will have to come back on Saturday's game uh, to make the start. It doesn't. Uh, I'm sorry, Sunday's game. They start yeah. on Saturday, uh, but. Yeah, he threw on Friday night in the Sanford game, the two-three game uh, in Auburn, and was lights out. Just didn't get any support and lost at three-two in extra innings. But I think he went like eight innings, gave up one run, and was phenomenal. Barely any hits. Brought him back. I think he started, didn't he, Charlie, in the Monday? He game? did. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It was. It was another. Um, I'm I'm forgetting the breakdown, but it was something around a hundred pitches on Friday and another fifty or so on on Monday.
1: And uh, so, uh, there we go uh, with that. Uh, As far as the, uh, so you got the Uh, 7 Tennessee, LSU, and Texas
0: in game one. Uh, Lucas Gordon at minus 110 uh, is is what we're projecting. Uh, We we like Lucas Gordon in game one for Texas against Stanford.
1: The still not putting lines on Alabama. Kind of silly at this point. Um, Even in the game where the coach bet against them, uh, that team fought back. Uh, in Baton Rouge against LSU in the entire series, they showed a lot of grit, a lot of competitive. I mean, it just, just really some real tight games, highly competitive. And so they get in there, they're they're on fire. It's a great story. How do you not pull for them? Uh, even in the SEC, where a lot of people hate anything Alabama does, you're you pulling for them. And damn it, is it is it not obvious? If they're not throwing the games before, they're not coming. They're trying to win. The interim coach is trying to get the permanent job. I mean, it is how do kids respond? So understand the regulator, regulatory of the legalized gambling is policing a lot of things that was probably going on before. Okay. Um, but they're the not putting the lines on Alabama. It's not like, hey, you, you, you. You throw if you're the favorite at the sixth race in Ellis Park. You throw that one. You don't throw the Kentucky Derby. Okay, they're not throwing it at this point, Charlie. They're playing really no. great baseball.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm like you, Jimmy. I'm. A, I'm assuming that this is a, a a gaming board policy that they put in place probably right after this hit and said, okay, until we have enough time to go over everything we're just going to take their games off the board for the rest of the year and probably made that decision a month or so ago because the eyeball test tells you, look, they are doing everything they can to win. They're uh, you know they're this deep in the postseason for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Uh, I, you know I think uh, the, the coaching job has been sewn up here. So uh, yeah, I'm sure that this is some policy that was put in well before the current situation that's keeping their games off the board. Uh, you, you brought up an interesting uh, question on the show yesterday about what happens if they win at all. Uh, and and how will the uh, the individual outlets handle uh, something like that?
1: I would hope that all the tickets are voided. <laughs> on the future tickets. I mean, you can't you can't have the there's a, there's not a uh, a field option on there. So yeah, if Alabama does win it all, uh, you know you have to return those tickets. Great stuff. We'll be back next week when the uh, field is set for Omaha uh, for Charles Hannah I'm Jimmy Yod on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.